From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Deuteronomy 29.9, Nitzavim, bring you to the land. On the last day of his life, Moshe speaks to the entire congregation before they enter the land of Israel. He warns them again that they will stray, but then they will once again return to God's path. Here is one of the many great proofs that the Torah was not written by man. As we look at the history of the Jewish people from when Moshe was speaking till today, we see a truly amazing story. First of all, how did Moshe know that Yeshua and the tribes of Israel would even succeed in capturing the land? They could have been defeated. Obviously, not every war is won. Second, how did Moshe know that after we occupied the land, we would sin and be exiled? After all, there are many, many nations who continue to occupy their land since the time they first founded it. For instance, the Italians, Greeks, Tibetans, and Japanese, to name a few. They have all been severely defeated in war, yet they were never exiled from their homelands. Certainly, these nations are no longer great powers like they were in their day, but still, they are still living relatively peacefully in their own land. This is true of most of the world. So how did Moshe know that we would be exiled? And how did he know just how cruel and long our exile would be? It is even more remarkable that he knew that we would not disappear as a people during that exile. It is very unusual for an exiled people to survive as a nation, let alone thrive. Our 2,000-year-old exile has been, for the most part, unbelievably cruel. True, there were always some of us who lived well, even while the rest of us were being oppressed. There were even so-called golden times when substantial communities of us were able to develop small pockets of Jewish life while working under the host rulers. But those were the unusual years. For the majority of our exile, we have been treated poorly and taken advantage of. Not only did Moshe know that we would win the war, take possession of the land, and then be exiled, but he also knew that someday we would return. How did he know these things? How is it possible that such a small, numerically insignificant people survived all these years? We had no land, no army, no government. We were homeless exiles allowed to temporarily reside under some host nation until their whims drove us out. And if there was ever a truly friendly, open society that welcomed us, as in America today, we responded by assimilating and intermarrying. So how could Moshe have known that we would survive? Even this fact is not the most extraordinary aspect of this prophecy. The truly amazing part is that you and I are living it today. This week's headlines in the media reads, More Jewish families returning to settle in Israel. Real estate prices are going crazy. Business is starting to boom. The prophets told us that someday the land would bloom again. It was desolate when they said that. It has been desolate for some 2,000 years. Surely someone seeing Yushalayim 100 years ago would have said that there was no hope for such a place. Today the land is booming. Fruits and vegetables are being exported to all over Europe and to other parts of the world. 
the prophets told us that someday Jewish children would again play in the streets of Yushalayim. The streets were dangerous and desolate when those words were said. Today, the streets of Yushalayim are filled with the happy sounds of tens of thousands of Jewish children. The land is again being filled with the direct descendants of the very people to whom Moshe was speaking that day thousands of years ago. That's us, you and me. We do not need faith in Moshe's prophecy anymore. We see it with our own eyes. And soon, this quote too will be fulfilled. The land will be filled with the knowledge of God, as is the ocean bed filled with water. We are seeing this happening right now, today. A contract. In this week's portion of the Torah, Moshe again restates the nature of the covenant between God and the Jewish people. He says, Not only with you alone do I seal this covenant and this oath, but with whoever is here, standing with us today before Hashem our God, and with whoever is not here with us today. Whoever is not here with us today, this quote, refers to the generations of Jews not yet born. But we learn in the Talmud that you cannot make a contract to obligate someone unless that person is present. And here Moshe said that he was obligating unborn Jews. Here is a wonderful proof as to the nature of this covenant between God and the Jewish people. Indeed, the law does state that you may not obligate someone with a contract if that person is not present. However, if that contract comes to merit him, that is, the contract is being made in the other person's benefit, such as to give him something, then you can include him even though he is not present. This covenant is certainly to our benefit. The fact that we were included in it, even though we are not there, is contractual proof that it is for our benefit. Good and evil. This portion ends with Moshe telling us that he had put before us the path of good and not evil. In essence, he was reminding us that now that we were in a world where good and evil are evident, we should choose good. But wasn't choosing between good and evil our problem in the first place? Wasn't it when Adam, the first man, ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden that all of our troubles began? The answer is, before Adam ate from that tree, he saw everything to simply be God's handiwork. He did not judge. For him, there was no good or evil. But since Adam ate from that tree and brought the awareness of good and evil into the world, Moshe's words came to strengthen us, reminding us that the Torah is our guide to help us make the right choices. Throughout the ages, philosophers have warned us that good and evil are merely relative terms that are impossible to define. To answer these philosophers, Moshe summed up the standard definition of good and evil. Good leads to life, and evil leads to death. For he is your life and the length of your days. There is one.com.